We are the church in mission, gathered and scattered. And we make, yes, all the difference in the world. The church is a body of people living a rhythm of gathering and scattering, usually gathering on a Sunday and scattering for the rest of the week. Despite being a minority, Christians make all the difference in the world for Christ. Wherever they are, whatever they do, however they are, Monday through to Saturday. And to grow as disciples for these front lines, we need each other. We need to be together as a worshipping community. So this verse, 1 Peter 1, verses 1 to 2, is going to be the biblical foundation that the subsequent services will be built upon. In his letter to the scattered groups of Christians in what is modern-day Turkey, the Apostle Peter writes to them to ignite their imagination and inspire hope for the possibilities of their everyday lives in a complex world. Peter begins by using two pivotal words to describe the people of God. And he reminds them of a stunning truth. These two words, exiles and elect, help the church to know who they were. They and we in the UK today are a small minority in nations that, in the main, do not worship Jesus. The image of the six red dots in a sea of grey ones, picture this. Yet Peter is confident in what God can do in and through them. He concludes his opening greeting by joyfully celebrating the work of the triune God in them, day by day, making all the difference in the world. In general, if you tell people that you go to church, they will think it's because you're religious. Or it's what people like you do. Or you would think that's where your friends are and it's a good place to connect with people. Or maybe they know how well we support one another and are pleased that we belong to such a community. Whilst there is a grain of truth in all of these views, they miss out what the New Testament suggests the church is all about. When Peter begins his letter to small groups of Christians scattered across ancient Turkey, he wants them to understand what it means to be the church. He does it by having them see themselves as part of the Old Testament people of God. And he uses two key words and a stunning truth. They are God's elect. God's purpose from Genesis 12 onwards was that Abraham and all his descendants would be blessed and would be a blessing to the world. Not all of these early Christians would have been Jewish by birth. Yet Peter draws them into the ongoing story of God's intention for the world by using the language of calling. 
Whatever our journey to faith in Jesus was, when we surrendered to his lordship, we became part of this called people. In the visual we're using, we are red dots. The red dots visualize the statistical fact that in the, U in the UK, around 6% of people worship in a Christian church once a month. It's not many, but it's significant. You see, when we gather as worshipers, we remind ourselves that we believe in a particular story in the world. We believe it is God's. He created it. We believe it's broken because of sin. We believe that Jesus' death makes new life possible. We believe that one day everything will be transformed. We live as a distinct people in a culture that may not believe any of that. But we still are the red dots. And when we gather, we do so to strengthen and encourage one another to be who we are, God's chosen people. But they are also exiles. The second term that Peter uses is one that recalls the great disaster of the Old Testament when Israel lost their land. At first they hoped for a quick return, but the prophets told them that most of the first generation of exiles would not return. Though they could remain distinct and be a blessing where they were, you'll find that in Jeremiah 29. Today we are also scattered most of the time, but don't spend all our time with fellow Christians. We may be the only disciples of Jesus at home or at work or in our class. The Red Dots diagram is this Sunday's film. And it's a visual reminder. Yes, when we're all together, we look small against the majority. But when we are scattered, then we can see the impact that we are having. You see, these are the places we are, where we are called to shine. So it's important that we don't gray out, lose our distinctiveness, and become the same as the surrounding area or the surrounding culture. God has a plan in placing us in our scattered context. And frontline is a term used to describe these places. Of course, it has all sorts of connotations. For some, it reminds them of a battlefield. And whilst we want to be careful about this, for some Christians, keeping a witness in their place is not easy. Others will have come across their term in their workplaces, classrooms, hospital walls, offices, Front lines are everyday places where we work, where we study, or play, where we're likely to connect with non-Christians. Our hope and experience is that it is a term that everyone can relate to, from school 
to retirees. We are all scattered people of God. We all have front lines. And do you realize that? That you and I have front lines? Peter concludes his opening greeting with a reminder of the wondrous work of the Trinity in their lives. Our situations are known by God, his foreknowledge. We have been set apart by the Spirit, his sanctifying work. We can be confident in our relationship with God. The sprinkling of blood is a sign of being included in his covenant. And all of that is in the context of being obedient to Jesus, aligning ourselves with Christ and his purposes in the world. Peter rejoices with his readers in all that God has done for us. And he reminds them and us that we live out the implications of the gospel in our scattered places. You see, we are elect and we are exiles. The series will go on to explore the implications of this for us, wherever we are, whatever we do, and whoever we are. And it finishes by looking at what it means to be disciple-making or to be a disciple-making community together for the sake of the world. We are red dots when we gather to strengthen one another as a distinct people, we are red dots when we scatter to many different places with many different people. People who can make all the difference in the world. You see, this is a great opportunity for us as a congregation to take part in God's purposes. To empower each other and see where we are with fresh eyes by naming the front lines of specific people, telling their front line stories, or simply mentioning front lines in our local area. I encountered a new front line for me this past week. We've been collecting food from the supermarkets for four years now. In the last few weeks, we've collected from Aldi. And this week, I'm not exaggerating, there would have been about 30 dozen eggs and trays of potatoes, strawberries, and vegetables. And whilst I thought I was supplying all those people that we knew needed food and other areas, I suddenly thought of Lanfear House, where Leslie lives, where people live and look after themselves and cook for themselves. And some of these people may be not well off. And I got in touch with Leslie and said, would you like any eggs? Oh, yes, please. So I don't know how many trays of eggs you had to share with your people, but that was fantastic. And I got a message from Bonnie saying thank you for considering us. Well, I'm sorry I hadn't considered you before. But we've still got 75 eggs and some bags of potatoes that need to go to homes. You may have other opportunities. That's how we should be serving. That's where we should be working. So where is your front line? Looking around, Jane, for you, it's the hospital. 
Rosie and Tony, often dog walking. Mike and others on our train station platform. As we all know, we don't talk when we're in trains or buses, but we may briefly talk before. For Sue, not here today, it could be on a checkout at Tesco. Steve and Kate could be the gym. Tracy and the school. Katie with homeschooling groups. Another one for me is the police. Hopefully for a good reason. You see, we've already heard of something of what God has been doing through these places, through these people. Last Sunday, we heard of various God incidents that you had had throughout the summer. I want to hear of your frontline stories over the next few weeks. I want us to encourage each other to build each other up with where we're connecting, where we're sharing God's love. So next week, we will look at wherever we are. Everyone has a front line, a place where we do the work or where we encounter people who do not know Jesus. When we realize that we don't have to go looking for these because we're already there, we just need to see these places with fresh eyes. So when you're doing God's work, when we're scattered, Remember, that's your front line. I find that exciting. I hope you do too. I really can't wait to hear of your stories as we build and share together for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.